Welcome to Career Tools. This week, how not to disagree. Let's get started. So, Wendy, this week's cast is on how not to disagree, or it could be how to agree, right? Or how to disagree agreeably. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I think that's a, isn't that a Stephen Covey that we agree to disagree? I think Mike Swinson would <laughs> yeah. tell me how to disagree agreeably. I yeah. think you're right. Swinson says that to me a lot. I think it's because he <laughs> thinks think it's I, I think he thinks I'm disagreeable. <laughs> okay. The point of this cast is that not disagreeing is sometimes different than agreeing, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And that there is a nice way to do it and, right. that, and a not a non-career limiting move way to do yes, it. Yes, exactly. If you're disagreeing with your boss, you've got to immediately go, wait, time out. Yeah. Don't right? say it in the tone of voice and they, with the words that you might right. be springing to mind. Right. Good. Maybe use something else. Okay, good. So let's get started. Should we do the overview all together first? Yeah, go ahead. So we've got, um, even if your boss says it's okay, it's not. Yeah. Or at least it's not, like, like I just said, not the first words that come to mind and maybe not the tone of yeah. voice that will come to mind. Well, let's put it this way. Even if your boss says it's okay... It's not as okay as so many people act as if it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not because bosses are stupid and thin-skinned and arrogant, although that's often true. It's because the boss wants open communication up to a point. But those of us who have been bosses can say, yeah, not always complete agreement. <laughs> complete openness is what we want. Yeah. Exactly. Good. Okay. So then we're going to go through uh, three ways of uh, – three phases of phrasing your agreement, your disagreement so that it sounds less – Confrontational. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So phase one, agree. Phase two, never say but. Yeah, wait a minute. You just said phase one is to agree. Yeah. Agree okay. with what you can agree with, yeah. which we'll explain in a minute. Okay. Uh, phase two, never say but. Phase three is the moving on phrases, so the bit that gets to move you past to the, the, the past conflict. the disagreement. Yeah. Exactly. Good. And then a bonus of agree with your worst enemy. It's a bit of a challenge for everybody. You know, I found, actually, I, I think I suggested that bonus, and I like it because if I agree with my worst enemy, when in fact there is agreement, and of course so many people are looking for places of discontinuity and disagreement, there are so many places that we're not looking for that were in a fact agreement. When you agree with your worst enemy repeatedly in a meeting here and then there and then there and then there, when you disagree, it is not perceived as you taking a stand against your worst enemy. And people miss this as a political uh, effort, and it's genius. It works Every time. First of all, you'll diffuse that tension that naturally exists between you and your worst enemy, and you'll get your way a lot more often, which is the whole point of agreeing and disagreeing anyway. Yeah, that's Good. exactly what Okay, so you say even if your boss says it's okay, it's, it's really kind of not. not okay. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. And you say sometimes when we're on conference calls, it's okay to disagree with me if you want to. And nobody ever actually says, Mark, you're wrong, because you're the boss, and so we don't say that. We find a way to say... It more gently and more considerately and respectfully. Yeah. And And I think when people, if they analyze an argument, black and white, and they say, let's say you're my boss and you said X and I want to support anti-X, the mistake that so many people make in professional situations when they're talking to their boss is they narrow the analysis down to the truth and falsehood, the rightness, wrongness, the black and whiteness of the argument. And then they proceed to communicate in the abstract about that argument, rather than thinking about the context of power, 
mm-hmm. of position, mm-hmm. of a personality, of temperament, of political, hey, I might lose one now, but I'll gain one later. And, and whether or not there's any chance at all that your idea is going to be followed. Look, if you win the argument, but lose the war, that's a pyrrhic victory. And it's not, not very smart. And most times in business, it's not worth fighting over. The, uh, what's the, I can't remember what the words are to the horseman's law, but the other way works just fine. Yeah, and uh, all yep. the water ends up in the ocean, in the ocean. right? Exactly, yes. And most yeah. times it's not worth agreeing. So, right. so a couple of reasons why we expressly don't argue with our boss or say, I disagree, or just use that tone of voice that says, you're an idiot and I can't believe you think this. Well, no one would say that they're using the tone of you're an idiot. <laughs> but if you're to, if you've analyzed in the abstract and they've said X and you say anti X, it's easy to, to infer. And remember folks, communication is what the listener does that you are saying you're an idiot to your boss, which is maybe not your intent, but you don't get credit for your intent. You get credit for what the other person feels they heard. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the first reason is it's disrespectful to, yeah. to your boss. And even if you have a great relationship and behind closed doors, you're talking about football and you're ribbing him about his poor performance at the mm-hmm. dartboard or whatever it is, and you think, oh, we have an awesome relationship. If the rest of the team is in the room and you say something which denigrates him, mm-hmm. then then you are not acting like a professional. Yeah. And, and, and let's, let's go a step further on that. We have this all the time where people write us and say, well, I actually think you can give feedback to your boss. I think you guys are, you need to loosen up. In fact, I just wrote a response in, 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 uh, to a customer service request, somebody saying, you guys are wrong about this. I'm like, well, okay, we'll be wrong. But, but what's interesting is there are people who are listening right now and say, well, I'm a boss and I want my people to disagree. And in fact, they don't want their people to disagree. <laughs> they want to hear opposing points of view, but they want it done in a politically palatable way. And the problem that we're trying to get to here is that too many people disagree and they see the disagreement as an analytical framework, a black and white, a right or wrong, a, a one or a zero, and they deliver it in what amounts to a disagreeable way. And if all you're doing is talking about the argument and you're not being respectful, and guys, we're not suggesting that your boss is a bomb waiting to explode, but there are right ways to be respectful, as we'll talk about here, like never say but. If you're, if you're not doing it that way, it's going to come across at times as disrespectful, and you're going to lose the argument if for no other reason than your boss has role power over you. And the question is, do you want more power? And the answer usually is yes. And, and sometimes power means getting your voice heard. If you say something that's disagreeable to your boss, he's not, she's not hearing what you want them to hear. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. okay. And so you're saying in public, even if privately you can talk about football or darts or whatever, there's got to be a tendency towards supporting your boss. Oh, yeah. That's your job. As, as a professional, your job is to support your boss. Or yeah. part of your job is to support your boss. Your job is to make him look good. Yeah. Even if he's wrong. To help him achieve his results. Yeah. yeah. Even yeah. if you believe he's wrong. Even if you believe he's going after the same thing. Uh, if you think that he's wrong and, and your boss is a bit sucky, then the fact that you continue to be there yeah. kind of makes you a bit sucky too. I think that's the first time on manager tools or group tools the word sucky has ever yeah. been used. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, you know, either decide that you're, that as a professional, you're supporting your boss and his goals or try to find another boss and another job. Right. Because if you can't do that and feel good about it, then you're right. in the wrong job. The mentality that I approach it with, having worked for 
lots of bosses who I felt were clearly not as smart as me, um, stupidly, later realizing, gosh, actually, they were really a lot smarter than me in different ways than I understood because I was young and stupid. I think one of the things I learned longer, it took me longer than I should, than it should have or longer than I would have liked to politically is I just don't have to argue every point. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really powerful one. This part about agreeing with your boss, you can choose to be quiet And, and that in silence is consent. I've forgotten the Latin of that. You can choose to agree, or you could say, I'm fine with that, rather than saying, no, I have a point that I really need to make clear the small difference between my bosses and my point. I want to, I want to highlight the fact that I have some insight that my boss doesn't have. When in fact, unless you're willing to go to the mat to disagree and everybody else is on board, you're not going to win. You can agree simply because it's not a battle you wish to fight, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's Sun Tzu battle. saying, right. if, you're, if your opponent is superior to you, leave. Don't fight, right? Mm-hmm. Only fight when you believe you can win. And there are a lot of situations where your boss's power alone is enough to keep you from winning. And so agree simply because you know you can't win. And to disagree and to lose is to lose political power. Yeah, good. Okay. okay. So another way, another way of looking at it, in case we haven't convinced you yet, is... It's not about disrespect respect or disrespect for the person, but the, for the position. So um, if, it, whether or not you believe that, that Obama is the right president for the country right now, for the U.S. right now, if you met him, you would be, still respectful be respectful because yeah. it's the position you're respectful of, not the person. Yeah. So be respectful of your boss because he is your boss. Yeah. However you think he got there imperfectly, right. he got there and he deserves yeah. respect for that. Yeah. To meet the president of the United States is to be odd. If you're not a little bit odd, you're missing the point. Uh, now, look, folks, we're not saying your boss is the president of the United States. There are very few people as bright and as clever as President Obama or many other leaders of free countries all over the world. Yet, there is something to be said for the deference that role power accords one. And we're not suggesting that that's a reason to simply roll over in all cases. But the combination of deference for the for the position recognizing that not all arguments are simply black and white analytical frameworks around the idea and recognizing that you have, you're going to have to live to fight another day to some degree, all good reasons to say, maybe I could find a way to agree here. And as I mentioned earlier, if I'm agreeing in certain situations and I'm not losing power, maybe in fact I'm gaining power because I'm helping my boss defeat somebody who is falling on their sword mistakenly when their boss is going to going to win when your boss is going to win anyway, you may in fact be gaining enough political points to win a battle when you really are willing to fall on your sword. Exactly. Yeah. Good. So and then fighting with your peers is also antithetical to being a professional. And we really don't like, there's a difference between disagreeing and, and full on fighting. Yeah. Saying I disagree. You're wrong. That's stupid. Why would you think that? Those but are people all seem to be willing to do that with their, with peers, their peers, even when they're not willing to do it with their yeah. boss, like full on fighting. Yeah. And I'll confess I've done that. Um, and I yeah. wouldn't do it now because now I'd get fired you, for you, it. <laughs> you can make your point that you are in disagreement with somebody else without being disagreeable. Exactly. And I think too often, again, they, 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 it's an analytical discussion. It's an idea. It's black and white. There are very few ideas that we discuss at work that are purely black and white. So few. Mm-hmm. So few. We say the customer is always right. And then privately people say, yeah, until the customer's a jerk or he's wrong. 
right? Yeah. If a customer is disrespectful to an employee, that customer's not right. 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 And so you would think that customer is always right is one of those one of those hoary phrases that, well, that's always black and white, isn't it? No, hmm. it's really not. And sometimes we sacrifice profit for investment. Sometimes we take a loss because we believe it's better in the long term. So even the very basics of what we do every day at work are morally relativistic. <laughs> and that means that applying a black and white idea of I'm right and you're wrong, we disagree is an inherently politically untenable position for someone who wishes to gain power in the long term. Good. Okay, so okay? having convinced everybody that they're not going to disagree by saying, I disagree, or you're wrong, or that's stupid, or mm -hmm. why the hell would you think that? Now, those are all out. So um, what we're going to advise people to do is first agree with what they can. Yeah, and I'm sure people were shocked that I was the one early jumping ahead to this point <laughs> a few minutes ago. But I look for that all the time. If I know 30 minutes into an hour-long meeting that I'm going to disagree with somebody on a fundamental point, whether they have the upper hand or not, I'm not, not thinking that clearly just yet. But, but if I know 30 minutes into the meeting that I'm going to disagree with somebody, I know the point they're going to take and I'm going to disagree, I might very well in the beginning say, no, I can see that. I, I agree there. That, that makes sense to me. All those kind of things in order to gain credibility for the one disagreement I'm going to have. Yeah. yeah. So all of those phrases, I can see that, or I understand that, or that's good. That's good. I, I, I can see why you see that, or yeah. that makes sense to me. One of my favorites is that makes sense to me, or I can feel good about that, or that feels good. And it may have been a case where you weren't going to say anything, but you choose to say something to get the political uh, value of being an agreeable person. So that when you disagree, it's not just because you're a disagreeable person, it's because the point is worthy of debate or discussion. Okay, good. So we have, um, we have an example here. Your boss comes to you and says, I have this great idea. Instead of 45 pay days payment terms, let's move everybody to 30 days immediately. And the beauty of that, that a boss would say that because you're going to get paid sooner and then you get time value of money. Yeah. yeah. Now, okay. And your first thought is, my customers are going to hate that and they're all going to be on the phone whining at me and yeah. complaining at me and I'm going to have to We have to a good relationship at 45. Why are we doing with Why 30? Why would my boss yeah. make me do that? And instead of saying all of those things, which might be your first instinct, you can say, I can see the benefits of that because right. you can see the benefits you can see of the, the benefits. car. The That's cash. a true statement. Exactly. Yeah. So you're it's not, not the only true statement, but it is a true statement and you exactly. just agreed with your boss. Okay. Once you've said that, then we get to phase three, which is never say but. So but says, I'm now going to disagree. Right. And uh, instead, you say and. I can see the benefits of that and. And then you can introduce yeah, you can even a, say, an alternative right. rather than a disagreement. Yeah, you could say that makes sense. We'll get money sooner. Way better for us. And by the way, folks, say it like you mean it. If Wendy's my boss and she says, Mark, we're going to go to 30 days payment, I could say, I see that. That makes sense. More money sooner. Nothing wrong with that, boss. And then I say, and I'm going to have to deal with some fallout here. Mm -hmm. Right? Any, any suggestions, boss? And you say, well, what fallout? Well, we have a lot of customers who are used to 45 days. Right? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And look, the, when we talk about the and not but thing, I think you mentioned it, the, the mm -hmm. meeting ground rule. When we say but... It is an emotional demarcation in a meeting, in my experience. Uh, in fact, and the people who really are, are emotionally insensitive in meetings have a tendency of not 
making b- the but a conjunction, but starting a sentence with yeah. but, which is just literally like a nuclear weapon. Boom, I can see that. Pound on the tip. But. Yeah. It's like, it's well, like, no, I'm not even saying that. They don't even say I can see that. They start with but. Uh-huh. But, right? You say X and they say but Y. Mm-hmm. Right. That's an immediate that that's that not only is conflict, it's confrontational conflict. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm going to make obvious that I'm in disagreement with you. Whereas if you say I can see that, but that's slightly better. Mm-hmm. But I can see that. And now says we're going to talk about two different ideas that don't have to be in conflict with one another, but they exist in the same space and they may create problems for us, but they're not conflicting ideas. It is not in conflict to say we can get our money sooner. And then say, customers will be upset. Mm-hmm. Those two things are not necessarily in conflict with one another. They exist within the same space. They could happen at the same time. And we have to weigh the value of customer conflict with the value of getting paid sooner. Exactly. Okay. And that using and instead of but is an absolute habit thing. You, yeah. you have to hear yourself yeah. saying the sentence. I, I catch myself saying but all the time and then go back and say, okay, and. Yeah, and so I'm, have to practice. when I'm working in a meeting, I'm fine. If I get in a bad mood in a meeting, if I feel like the meeting's going poorly, I switch to but. And it's a weakness of mine. I know it. And in fact, when the meeting starts going poorly, that's the time I should be sticking with Anne to reduce the conflict so we'll still be focused on good ideas and, and, and working together effectively and so on. And in my role at the company, at Manager Tools, when the meeting changes and I feel like we're not getting anywhere and I start saying but... <laughs> Suddenly, I'm the only one talking. It's not effective. Let me that. Okay. Okay. So, so um, here's one way you might answer your boss if he has this great idea about 45-day payment terms. So, I can see the benefits of that, and I think we might have problems introducing it suddenly to our customers now. Right. We could make it new policy starting in June. We'd still get the benefits you described, just a little bit delayed. Right. So. Yeah. Or, that's good. Right? Yeah. That's good. And, and we could exactly. do that. And, and. And let's put it off a little bit and give our customers time to get used to it. Right. Is the subtext, but you're not saying that. Right. Or here's another one. I can see the benefits of that. And I think we might have problems introducing it suddenly to our customers now. Here's something else to consider. How about a competition for the accounts receivable people? Two days off for the people who brings down their line the most. We get the benefit of the extra cash and it might cause some fun buzz amongst Accounts receivable. This is a completely different idea, right? That still has the same benefits or some of the same benefits, right. but moves your boss right away from his ridiculous right. idea. Right, and you could even you could even make it simpler, guys. You could say this: I love the idea. We'll get money sooner. And the problem I can see it creating is conflict with the customers. Boss, as long as you're okay with that, right? Yeah. And what you're doing is you're bringing up something that could cause you to be in disagreement, but you're agreeing with the boss's idea and what you know the result is he or she wants to achieve will also bring up something else. And you, I've done that to you. I've said, I got a great idea. And you're like, yeah, we do that. And this will happen. And I say, oh, you're right. Let's not do it. <laughs> right. And if you just said, but that won't work, there are bosses and I might very well be one of them. I can't remember a situation where this occurred where I would have said, yeah, we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. So in part, stupid me, because you said, but that won't work as an X. And I'd go, well, guess what? The <laughs> king's the king just trumped, trumped you. <laughs> We've just decided we're going to do it. Now, guys, I know that doesn't make me look well, and I apologize for that. But that's how some bosses respond. And if your boss is in a bad mood and you choose to disagree with him and say, but that won't work because of this, he or she could raise it up and say, no, no, we're going to go ahead and do it. And by the way, if you're not your boss's friend, 
If you're an enemy and you immediately come out and disagree openly, the boss can always use role power. And the boss, well, I don't have to worry about the conflict among my team that thinks, and the team is going to hate you as well. The team is going to be like, oh, great. Thanks, dude. You disagreed. And the, and the boss just yeah. decided he would use role power and stop the discussion. We didn't have a chance to argue with you because you were so disagreeable in the way you disagree with the boss right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Good. the advantage of that, that the construct that you just came up with or um, asking another question, how are you, how are you thinking we were going to persuade the customers of that? Or how are you thinking about dealing with X? If you don't have a solution, the first couple of suggestions we made assumed that you had another solution, but you don't have to have, like you don't have to, and you might not have one right then. So asking a question Mm -hmm. um, allows you to move away from this ridiculous idea without, um, without having to come up with something, an alternative straight yeah. away. I also would say something else. You use the word ridiculous idea a couple of times. It has been my experience that bosses don't think their ideas are ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, and what's more, I have found that directs often say this guy's ridiculous. But the boss is moving to a different set of criteria, uh, parameters, result factors than you are. And for you to say, I know that's ridiculous, When you think that about your boss, guys, think again. Think again. Because you know what? It's probably just a different set of parameters, a different set of variables that your boss is considering. And I've seen direct say, this is absolutely ridiculous. It won't work. It's this, that, and the other thing. Well, okay, maybe it won't work under your present parameters, but the boss knows it has to be done, and you guys are going to have to be creative. Not because all bosses should just be ordering things to happen. But there are a lot of times where visibility to what the boss is dealing with and vice versa, visibility to what the directs are dealing with, cause people to say things like ridiculous when, in fact, it makes absolute sense for the boss to say what he said. He just is dealing with a different different uh, uh, function set than you are as a direct. And yeah. even if he's not, he has perfect right. Yeah. He is the boss. He yeah. can ask for anything well, he likes. I, I would argue a little bit differently. I would think there are people who are listening right now, Wendy, who would say he doesn't have a perfect right. And now we get into the subtlety of how smart are you as a direct? How much role power does your boss have? Who really knows what's best for the organization? And ultimately, how does that decision get made? And I think it's much messier than people like. And I think you and I know that in in history, and I don't think it's going to change anytime soon as long as our hierarchical organizations, that the boss believes ultimately he does have a perfect right Yes, he knows if he engages that perfect right too often and he's wrong, he'll get fired. But ultimately, role power is a far bigger trump card than most directs would like it to be. And a little bit of political savvy Mm -hmm. will keep you from bumping up against that role power way more likely. It'll keep you out of trouble. And too many people don't recognize it and think it all should just be about ideas. But ideas are always included in ideas and the evaluation of ideas is the perception one has of that idea and its relative value to the organization. So, okay. So where were we moving on phrases, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, so they were uh, moving on phrases, either suggest something else or ask a question. Right. And then the last point is a bonus, our bonus challenge. My agree, favorite. Agree with your worst enemy. So as I said earlier, Horseman's third law says the other way just works just fine. Yeah. And often we find ourselves, I find myself disagreeing with people just because I don't like them. I don't like their tone of voice. And yeah. I, I, they're different to me and I can't see yeah. their point of view. They're a high S, whereas I'm a high D and I just think you're taking too long or whatever. Yeah. And so I first, who cares what other people think and who, right. or feel yeah. like, whatever feelings. Yeah. Um, 
And so we just disagree with them just because of all of our instinctive stuff rather yeah. than actually listening to what they say, what they're saying and finding something to agree with. Right. And the challenge of walking into a meeting knowing that you are that Wendy and Mark said I have to find something to agree with yeah. will allow you to find something to agree with. You'll be amazed at how often I I found this when when I first started to realize that being myself didn't get me what I wanted, <laughs> <laughs> when I was nearly had to be separated from somebody, I realized that if I was nice, I got what I wanted more often. And, it, and I was amazed at how and, you're, often and what you're saying is your natural tendency wasn't to be nice. No, it was to it was, engage in a, in a conflicting way with the idea that the outcome of the conflict would more often benefit you. I'd win. You had skills that were conflict-based. That's what high Ds tend to have. High Cs as well, to some degree. Or actually, I'm sorry, not high Cs, high Is. They're comfortable with conflict. They're comfortable with disagreement. But what you learned was your natural tendency wasn't necessarily the most effective. No. Yeah. And if I was nice, I was, I was stunned. I Distinctly have con- better. I, was, I, I have been stunned for the last 20 years since yeah. I learned it. Every time I find someone that... I don't instinctively want to agree with when I look for something to agree with or I look for something that I like about them. I find it's there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's there to be found. Yep. There's always things we have in common with other people. You know, if nothing else, you can agree. The sky is blue, right? Uh, I have gone through meetings where I decided to start of the meeting. I know I'm in a bad mood. I know there's a lot to disagree with. But in the big scheme of things, every week, do I have to agree with everything I choose to disagree with? No. And I decided to go through an operations meeting, one of our internal weekly meetings, saying, okay, that's fine. I can get along with that. Knowing full well that if it produced a result after a couple of weeks, it was bad, I could go back and say, okay, that didn't work. But I just went in the meeting saying, this is a meeting that could get bad, really bad. And I'm the one who could probably make it really bad as one of the owners. And so I'm simply choosing not to. And I have had Mike call me afterwards and go, I thought that was going to be awful. And I said, why? Well, there were a lot of things on the agenda. You were going to, I said, no, I decided we're going to be good with that. And how many things that come up in a weekly meeting are so jugular to the organization that you can't afford to agree with it or find some common ground, some common cause with somebody? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's amazing. Yeah. So instead of listening to the difference, try to find something, anything, however small you can agree with, even if that person is advocating something that you think is probably not going to work. If in fact it's not going to work, <laughs> it'll not work in the future and you'll win the argument. Well, apparently you and I were both wrong, Bob. Your idea, it was your idea as I recall. Right? Um, Sounded like a great idea. I'm so sorry it didn't work. Yeah, so sorry. Because I, I mean, I could see your point. Yeah, Certainly absolutely. could see your point and I, I, I bought into it, but clearly you were wrong, dude. Yeah, yeah I think, I, I think, being willing to agree with your worst enemy, my favorite part of that is, is recognizing that you are earning points so that when you do disagree, it's not because you're a disagreeable person or because they're your worst enemy, but rather because you believe you have the chips in your pile, you have the hand that's been dealt to you that you can play a hand and you're not bluffing. You're saying, no, I disagree. I'm going to go to the mat on this one. I really feel strongly about that. But if, if you're always disagreeing with your worst enemy or for that matter, everybody else, because you see things clearer or smarter or better, 
You're going to be the boy who cried wolf. Mm -hmm. And when you really want to win an argument, you're not going to be able to because everybody's just going to say, well, that's Mark and he's just disagreeable. Yeah. And that's not a way to, that's not a way to be effective because the race always goes to the one who's still running at the end as opposed to the one who's sprinting and falls down. It goes far off, far more often to the tortoise rather than it does to the hare. Absolutely. So wrap us up. Okay, so we had, even if your boss says it's okay, it's, it's not. It's not, or there are times when it's not, it's this, right. Yeah, and there's ways to say it, even if it is. Phase one, agree with what you can. Phase two, never say but. Phase three, either suggest something else or ask a question in order to move on. And if you want to accept our challenge, agree with your worst enemy. Yeah, and I would say that there are certainly times, generally we're talking about disagreement before the boss has made a decision. Once the decision is made, we've looked at three different options, and the boss has said we're going to do X rather than Y, or, or some other department has said we're going to do X rather than Y. No sense arguing at that point, folks. Then it's everybody on done board. Deal. A done deal. Let's all move in the right direction. Uh, as we like to say, murder the unchosen alternative, right? You may agree with the unchosen alternative, but you don't get to think about it, talk about it, or, or, or be be disagreeable relative to it when everybody's on board and we're taking action. There's a difference between discussing something and then the decision when the decision includes a choice and an action associated with it. Okay. Okay. Done. Great. Thanks. Another week down the drain. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Bye everyone. That's it folks for this week's edition of career tools. Come back next week. After all it's spring and it's baseball and you never know, but you didn't expect that. See you then. <laughs>